Derek CPH officially trademarks that. Uh, <laughs> I will be filling out the paperwork. <laughs> Welcome to the Polk Experience. I'm your host, Kevin Smith. And I'm Jack Cormier. And we're here to talk about the best things in Polk County. And today, we're in a different area. We're in Haines City. And we're meeting with the city manager here, Derek Fiacher. And uh, he's going to talk to us a little bit more about Haines City. Welcome to the program, Mr. Fiacher. I am delighted to be here to talk about the heart of Florida community, the best city in Polk County, and probably in Central Florida, Haines City, Florida. Well, that's a wrap. Wow. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> there is nothing else to talk about. Well, he wrap. posted up right away. He's like, he's like, this is mine, and yeah. and now we're gonna own that. Yep, yep. Well, that's great. Well, <laughs> starting from there, so it's it's great to be here with you. And and uh, Jack and I got here a few minutes early, and we we're able to walk around a little bit through Haines City, and it is a lovely, lovely town that you've got here. And, and uh, you've been the city manager here for how long now? Four years I've been here, and we, like you say, we are truly transforming the very fabric of this community, making it a destination and just not a pass-through here in, in, on the I-4 and U.S. 27 corridor. Right. So four years. It's four years now. Four years. But but you're, you're a Polk County guy, though, right? You, you grew up here in Polk County. That Tell me a little born, bit about that. Yeah. Born and raised. I um, went through all the public schools here in Polk County from Elwood Elementary on up to Winter Haven High School. Um, go Blue Devils. But now I am a, um, you know, that green and white. That Hornet, Haines City, Hornet, Pride, and Ridge community, those are the colors I'm rocking no matter what. Uh, but, yeah, went through the whole process of growing up here, um, raised by a single mother. She raised three boys by herself. Had a very good life here and um, found myself working in two local municipalities, Winter Haven being one where I worked for 14 years. And the um, last four years I've been here in Haines City as the city manager. Well, you know, going through some of the uh, bio stuff that we we are supposed to read all the time. Yeah. I actually read through it all this time. Uh, usually I come in and Jack goes, you read the bio? I was like, mm, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But I, I, got in, I got into yours and I was fascinated by all the things that you're associated with and especially your civic you know, associations and, and the things you did in, in, as a kid growing up. And you know, not to get too deeply into that, but I, I understand that I read in your bio that, that you came from a, a background of, of having some struggles at school early on and, and you overcame a lot of stuff and you have a, a pretty unique message that you send out. And Jack and I were talking about it because we both have those same issues. Okay, and so, so yeah, yeah. I, was, I, I was telling Kevin, it was for, for me it was third grade. I remember standing yeah. there and, and the teacher turning to my parents and going, well, good luck. He's yeah. never going to learn a foreign language. He's never going to go off to college. Yeah. He's never going to, yeah. you know. And Kevin, similar. Yeah, middle, middle school, I was, uh, they told my mom, who was a teacher, by the way, uh, well, we're just going to send him in and, and get him an education so he can go work at the mill. And, yeah. uh, and similar to what your mom, no, he's going to go to college. So tell yeah. me a little bit about that. Yeah, that was unique for uh, uh, my mom. <clears throat> She really just looked at it as I was trying to clown around and play. And, and no, it was a struggle um, the, the, being able to comprehend and understand. But my mom said, no, we're, we're going to make sure that you get what it's, it, it takes to be successful. And that school teacher, the one of the school teachers that told me that, I don't know if you're going to be a scholar. She's still employed with the Polk County School System today. But I've, every time I've been promoted or elevated in my career and they give me a new business card, I provided her with a copy of that business card to let, let her know that, hey, 
<laughs> what you said would be me. It's not me. But yeah, my mom just decided to send me to the library. She told me I could not leave Denison Middle School, that I couldn't get on the bus and come home. The, the public library was right by Denison. So I went there every single day after school. And then I would be brought home by a teacher who um, um, went to our church. And I went there every day. And she says, I want you to pick up a book. And the first time I picked up a, a, a comic book, you know, and really it didn't have any words, but bam or wow or anything like that. My mom made me at the end of that week write an essay on what I had had read in the book. I said, well, it really didn't have any words. Well, she said, use your imagination to create a one-page essay. And I'm going, my mom doesn't even know what an essay is. So she had the, the foresight that to make me use my imagination, when I decided that I said I wanted to travel around the world, she said, you need to go get the Encyclopedia Britannica and let that take you wherever you want to go. And if you find a place you want to go, we'll find a way to make it happen. And eventually, I actually traveled to Europe um, through the North American Music Ensemble Tours because I became a great musician playing the trumpet. And the place that I wanted to go was Paris. And I ended up not only going to Paris, but seven different European countries um, with the North American Music Ensemble Tours. And I was selected by um, Jim Parker and Bonnie Parker, who were local. And I traveled with a group of people I didn't even know. And we practiced in Germany and practiced in Paris. And we did concerts throughout the, um, the European countries. Wow. And see, that's a great story. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. That is that's, fantastic. You know, transformative. I mean, it, it's, it's your mother's influence is transformative. And that's I do the same thing with other young people now. When I see young people that um, may have that, that, that little umbrella saying you can't make it, covering all of the sunshine for their life, I say, oh, you can do it. Um, I grew up, you know, coming up in the, in the historic African-American community of Florence Villa and, and Winter Haven. My mom moved us when we were born. Uh, we were staying in a shotgun house. I mean, I don't know if you don't know anything about a shotgun house, but you can open the front door and see all the way through the back. I lived in one. So you, you know. <laughs> I do know. So I, didn't, I was a baby, so I really didn't know that. But my mom pulled her money together to um, build us, get a, br a brick home built um, for us to move into. But I've passed that house many times um, saying to myself, and my son even goes, I can't believe that your mom lived there and that you guys lived there for a year almost because it changed. So when I see young people um, who may be thinking they're marginalized because of where they come from, how they look, how they speak, or they don't have the, the opportunity to understand the aristocracies of the intellect or Shakespeare's sonics or algebraic expressions, I say, oh, the, the, the possibilities are there. If you just unlock the potential in yourself, everything will go okay. And that's, that's a great message. And I, I wanted to make sure we touched on that because we've got a lot to talk about today. And we got some things, some great things going on over here in Haines City. But I knew you had that message and you had some things that hopefully would get out that we can resonate with some folks that even guys like me and Jack, you know, I've traveled the world and seen a lot of things. And, and this business uh, in sports has taken me there. And every day I, you know, wake up in a city like Lithuania and go... <laughs> Where did a kid from Fernandina Beach wind up here? But you do. So, um, you know, kudos to you and, and thanks Thank you. For, for getting that message out there and, and being an inspiration to the young folks here in Polk County. As you progress through your career from Winter Haven and you're now here in, in Haines City, what are some of the things that are going on in the city that people should know about? Because it's, it's, it's a growing destination, growing city, right? 
Definitely. We have so much taking place right now. You're sitting in um, City Hall and right around City Hall, we're getting ready to do a private and public partnership to redevelop an entire city block that's going to have um, commercial, retail and residential, about 70 to 100 um, apartments, um, a parking garage, commercial office space for restaurants, a three to four story development services building for CRA and a business incubator. And we have the, the largest master plan. Uh, probably in the last 20 to 30 years in Haines City that's going to be on US 27 that is going to bring um, accommodations from hotel chains, major sit-down sit down restaurants, which we haven't had in a while, right. um, entertainment activities taking place, and you're going to see it truly transform. When, you think, when I think about when I got here three and a half, four years ago, they had three to five builders, developers, trying to do business in Haines City. Now we have over 15 builders and developers saying they want to build new subdivisions, um, new single-family, multifamily homes in our area. And through the process, if all of these things take place with the 54 different projects, we'll have an additional 17,000 new homes going here and probably 58,000 residents. When it all, So you think about that. We'll jump over all of the other cities and be right behind Lakeland as the second largest city. Um, transformation is taking place. Um, I used to go to one restaurant in downtown um, Haines City when I got here. We have four restaurants now in this area that can go from a sit-down restaurant to a, a, a breakfast or the New Jersey Boys. So it, it really is transformative with storefronts that were once closed. They now have businesses inside of them from uh, a new law firm um, to a, a cigar lounge coming, a wine tap room on the way, things that were not here four years ago. So Haines City is really the, the story of two different cities at this point. So like a lot of Florida, where you yeah. have development along a main stretch, pull business out of downtown, and right. that leaves opportunity to thrive, to, to, to bring downtown back to its glory later on. So, so you've got, and on top of it all, you've got Lake Eva just yeah. on the other side. Yeah, you can't. The one of the things I often hear, I used to often hear in this community, is that we have the best um, recreation and event space in the county. Oh, when we did the spelling bee, you, you, you <laughs> yeah. know, how many years we've been doing it here now? The the folks from our, now this year expanding, when we had the folks from Orlando, they're walking around, looking around. They're like, we didn't have any idea. This is one of the nicest places we've been. They were looking out over over the lake, yeah, and and they were just they were like, oh my god, we had no idea. We had it's like yeah, it is right here. You had no idea, right? Yeah. Right here in Central Florida, the Aquatic Center is attached to it, the Great Lawn, um, the the programs that you all bring to us through Ironman type events. You can't find a better uh, location in the heart of Central Florida to have an event. Um, and to be treated with the best customer service and, and, and have the best quality experience you can have if you're trying to host an event. And I, to be honest, I'm just happy that the people that I work with really make this place pop and shine. If it was not for the 400 and some, almost the 400 employees here, we would not be able to do what we do with the facilities we have and the redevelopment and transformation that is taking place in the heart of Florida. Well, you know, as you begin to and you're consistently building your city out and you've got new developers coming in and things are happening and people are coming coming here as a destination, as you said, instead of a pass-through, mm -hmm. you do have, and, and since Jack and I are both involved with the sports side of this, you do have a really good dynamic 
Parks and Rec's team over there. Thank you. Uh, Terrell is is a sharp guy that keeps things going, and Richie is there as well. And so that's a good way to put it. Terrell's really sharp and keeps things going, and Richie and is Richie's there. there. Well, yeah, Richie holds up the base of everything. Okay. So yeah, okay. I, I'm, I'm going to give him that. All right, <laughs> we, we have to give. We have. We've known him. A, yeah, we have to give him a little bit of a hard time. We took him from you. We didn't steal him. We just we offered him something. Enticed he says, him over. Hey, yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on over. You, you noticed there wasn't a lot of fight from us. We were like, hey, no. <laughs> but so with that group and and what some of the things that you guys are are doing in the city. Um, how is how is parks recreation activity um, sports playing into that overall development of how Haines City is going to going to move? We want sports marketing um, to always uh, look at us first as an option when when you go to recruit different entities. That's why we're we're expanding our um, softball complex. That's why we're trying to get more multi-purpose fields and soccer fields. Um, and, and expanding our offerings because we want people to not only, like I say, be a pass-through, but we want this to be a destination. Destination We want it to be a choice. So we've been doing a lot of master planning from a parks um, and, and sports and tourism um, standpoint because not only do we want the sports aspect, we want people to come for concerts. We want people to come for spelling bees, chess tournaments, cornhole competitions, anything that would draw people to our area because not only drawing people for sports, and entertainment to our area, it also provides an opportunity for them to go shop at a rest, um, at a, a store, go to a restaurant, um, go to Balmoral, which is one of the the best vacation rental um, properties probably in the country that you you can go there and have access to a restaurant, access to a a, a, a water park, to a I call it a teenage and an adult game room because of the large games that they have and Madden and all of that stuff but also have the comfort of knowing that you're not going to be in the middle of Orlando, right. that you're going to have the, 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 the fast pace of trying to get on an um, a iDrive or an i4. You have the, 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 the potential to have all of the things that the big city has, but in a small environment. And if we could get our sports complexes from the softball to the baseball to the, the soccer, um, the partnerships that we can make, I think that this will be a destination and it will help to expand the offerings that sports marketing is doing at Lake Myrtle, is doing at the Field House, um, and also that you'll be doing here in, in Haines City. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, a very, very good way of putting it because I, I see, you know, as Haines City expands and grows and moves closer towards uh, Lake Alfred and so many other cities, <coughs> how the collaboration between the, the municipalities could certainly work to enhance sports marketing. Um, what other kinds of things are you looking at from Haines City as, as it grows that will um, really be a tourism draw for people to come in here? One of the things we change is we're known, people don't know, we're known as the City of Angels. So we created a mural program where we've put angel wings throughout the city of Haines City where people can do the selfie walls okay. and take pictures and draw. And so we've created what we call Art Alley in downtown where we're bringing in artists to do murals, but to have art shows. Uh, we can't really take, we, we'll never get the baseball back. That We know that's that Tiger Town. We right. don't want to compete. But what is going to be central for us as a community is a place where you can come and enjoy the environment of, of music and entertainment and also art. Um, when you have celebrity artists um, that grew up here, 
um, Grammy Award winning type artist that grew up and raised their seven streeter by her hosting her love and respect event in our community. When you all know we have the largest 4th of July celebration in probably in Central Florida where we bring in national um, um, acts from country to R&B to jazz. And so we want to, people to come here for um, entertainment, the arts, and just family, good family fun where you can have something uh, where you don't have to be in a crowd. And so the, the sports will be great. If you know about our, our Rattler football program, our, our little um, youth football league, we have teams that come from all over the country to play at Myers and Wiley Field, the old Cook Field, in the heart of our Haines City community because we have a great football program. And we're trying to expand that because I realize as a city manager that you can expand, expand your offerings for, for young people, especially for um, young girls, they bring the whole family. The grandmothers come, aunts, uncles. So not only are you just in entertaining just that little group, but they need somewhere to eat, they want somewhere to shop. So we're trying to do sports that not only bring in one or two people um, and just the dad and the son for a football game, but it brings in the entire family. And we have something from uh, a, a senior wanting to enjoy something taking place at Lake Eva Community Center, or the parents wanting to go to a wine event in downtown at Art Alley for a wine and cheese, or, or what I call the, the beer and, and the hot dogs or the shows. Like That's what we're trying to bring here and bring everybody together. So I don't want an event that only caters to one group. I really want events that cater to the entire family because you get a better bang for your buck when sure. the whole family comes. Absolutely. And, you know, like most communities, and I live in downtown St. Pete, which you know, 15 years ago, you wouldn't walk through downtown St. Pete. Yeah. And, you know, it's it, uh, anybody from St. Pete listening, I didn't mean it that way, but they all know. Um, and now it is a culinary mecca for people and new restaurants and things yeah. along that. And as you can tell, I like to eat. So tell me about some of the some of the new restaurants and things that are that are happening here in Haines City, because this seems like it's set up for just a culinary explosion. Yeah, it really is. It, it's it's funny. We've actually brought in our food court, um, um, food truck alley has different facets of um, restaurants from Hispanic to um, Italian. Um, Jersey Boys is really a great new restaurant that's downtown that I, I didn't expect to be that good. But they go from breakfast to lunch items and Cuban sandwiches that are very reasonable. The new Italian um, um, pizza parlor on the end of the um the block near St. Um, City Hall, you can go and get nice pizza, pasta. And those are the things that are, are taking place and changing from the coffee shops, not having, you know, you, you have to use a Keurig all the time. I like supporting local businesses. So even though I may have a great Keurig machine in my office, I want to go to the local bakery um, or the local diner and get something and support that business because that money turns around in our community. And so when you can, can do that, those restaurants around the downtown core is really helping to get people to come here at night, which we're not coming because everyone closes at five o'clock right. because there's no activity <laughs> yeah. here. Right. But having the food truck alley where you've got five food trucks that are serving all different types of food, then you've got three restaurants um, in, inside the building, then you've got a pizza parlor, then you have a, 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 a bar, and we have a new um, cigar lounge that's going to be opening up soon in downtown called the Haines City Quarters. We've got a wine tap room that's going to be opened up. So I think all of those interactions will bring different groups of people downtown that I hope we get to the point where there's um, uh, sidewalk cafes that people are eating. And with the new dog park that's going to be right downtown, 
all of those individuals who are dog lovers are going to be coming and eating at restaurants and then going over to take their dogs to the park. So you're looking at four or five, and I want to bring probably two or three more downtown. That's awesome. And you have a very culturally diverse city. Definitely. So, so very. I mean, yes. And so, uh, talk to us about managing this culturally diverse town. When you have individuals from different um, races, cultural creeds, religions, um, that is the tapestry of a great community. Um, you can go and get a Caribbean meal at, a, at the, the downtown Caribbean cafe. Uh, you can get food that you haven't eaten, or you can go to the El Zocalo um, restaurant in a new um, cafe. You can go to an Italian restaurant. You can go to a, um, a, a, a Cuban restaurant um, or the Jersey Boys. So all of that tapestry of culinary delight that wasn't here for many years is now coming, and we just need the people to come out and support it. The other day I went over and, and you know to the Caribbean cafe and, and had lunch, and the, the guy was like, hey, city manager, try this or try that. Um, and I, I don't know. I just want the very basic. But when you start trying some of those new options, you go, this is what the tapestry of different cultures and races um, makes our community great. And that's what's taking place where you've got a large um, Hispanic population, African-American population, and it, and it works. We're all building better relationships instead of building barriers to success. We're building bridges, and that's what's great about this area and what I like. Mm -hmm. The only thing that I, I, I'm mad about is that I should have taken more um, Spanish classes and not played in high school <laughs> when I had the opportunity because there is a, there's a large Hispanic population that I would really like to be able to communicate with uh, without asking for assistance. But because of the organization's um, dedication to being able to be responsive to our community, We've hired individuals who may speak French or Creole or Spanish, and we're always willing to bring them to the table because I want every citizen um, to have access to us and be able to communicate, feel comfortable communicating in their own language, even though I know we live in America, but some people, um, they feel more comfortable communicating in their own language, even though they speak English. I want them to feel comfortable that their government is responsive to them, just like they're responsive to us. You know, I think that's great. And between Jack and I, we can probably put a sentence together or two in Spanish. In Spanish, um, that would be it. I was yeah. going to say maybe a sentence together in English. Maybe, maybe. maybe. Yeah. As long as we don't have to put any punctuation in it. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's, it's amazing because you're absolutely right. Don't we wish we'd all paid more attention in Spanish in high school? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you traveled, Jack's traveled, I've traveled, and I, I found myself, I, was, I think I was in Italy once, and... Um, I was trying to communicate with everyone. Well, you know, Italian's a romance language. It's very yeah. close to Spanish. And I could, I said, I can limp my way through this. And so <laughs> my wife is with me, and I'm doing, you know, because, of course, at that point, I'm doing it in an Italian dialect, right? Oh, yeah, you've, I don't know what I'm saying, yeah. but I'm doing it in an Italian you, dialect. You, yep. and, like I came right out of Italy. And, I was going to say, like you were born there. Like I was born there. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find the way to the city, of the center of the city, and I start going through, and the lady's like standing there watching, and I'm thinking, she doesn't have this. So I get done, and she looks at me, and she goes, honey, my name's Doris. I'm from Detroit. The city center is down that way. <laughs> and I said, what? Well, why did you let me do all that? She goes, because you were so cute just trying to get through it. And I was like, okay, well, all right, thank you very much. And <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it's great to have that, that second language. And, and hopefully with how our communities are blending, more people will begin to, to do those things and, and be able to do and, that. And people forget, I mean, the, the, the 
things that make New York and Chicago and Los Angeles and San Francisco, these great cities, great, is that blend, is that fusion of the people who are coming in and the folks who are there and the constant, it's the energy that, that new immigrants bring that you just can't get anywhere else. It's yeah. a, there's a fire to it. And what, that's what I like about we really do our elected officials. They are dedicated to making sure that we do events that tap into those different cultures. So when you have the, the Latin festivals, the Caribbean festivals, the Black History Month um, celebrations, the Women's History Month honors and stuff like that, when you have people who are dedicated to that, the citizens, even though at times they may get frustrated with what's happening, they realize that there is something that we're trying to do as an organization to make sure to honor their heritage and what they bring to the best of Haines City. And I think that's that's been the great thing we've been trying to push, just making sure that the tapestries that are here in, in our community, we do something to show our appreciation for what you bring to our area. Um, it, it's what makes this this place really the heart of Florida. Well, and, and as those things begin to grow and as those types of events and cultural exchanges begin to grow, it takes root in tourism, right? At the end of the day, because all those people have relatives somewhere, right? <laughs> yep, and they're, yeah, yeah. they're like, hey, come to Haines City and come to our, our Latin festival or Correct. come to this, this festival. And so that is the basis of tourism. And that's the business that we're in is to attract people here. And they want to go to places that they're familiar with and then have things that they want to exchange, right? Yeah. So I, I think that's a that's a great part of this. But still looking for an experience. And then if you yeah. can blend the two, you've got the comfort of, you know, we could go for Italian, but I'm going to stretch myself that little bit and I'm going to go for the meat pie in the Caribbean yeah. place. Um, oh, yeah. You yeah. know, so. And that's what we're, I'm, I'm getting our staff members to realize that we don't have to do do these events. We remove the barriers and let individuals that own businesses in our historic um, um, east side communities, Hispanic community, let them know that we're going to remove the barriers and you lead the Latin festivals. Mm -hmm. You lead the Caribbean festivals. But in government, what happens is government employees sometimes want to put in all the red tape and control the situation. <laughs> and I'm not into that. My, my goal is to say, hey, if you want to do it, Here's the special event application. How can we help you make your event successful for the residents of, and not only just the Hispanic population or the African-American population, but it's for everyone to come and enjoy the culture experience that you, you brought with you to share with us as a city. And I think, like you said, that will bring tourism to our area because people will expect every year, oh, we know that there's gonna be a Latin festival weekend in mm -hmm. the Great Lawn at Lake Eva or on Myers and Wiley Field and people will start coming, and then that means accommodations, uh, that means tax money, um, to heads and beds, that we can do more events for our for our residents and for um, visitors to our area. Now I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give my one my one surprise to him. I have been told by a uh, good source that you would uh, actually prefer maybe a dance festival. That you are a you are a dancer. Well, I I have won a couple of competitions. As, as, as a dancer, now I'm not talking like though, you know, a video Vitson type dancing, yep. I, yeah. I, you know, but yeah. I can, I, I'm good at, uh, you know, salsa and, and the Chicago step nice. and, uh, 
hip hop, and I, I think I actually got some awards for winning some of those. Things. Okay, so, okay, yeah. So, so we, you can you can next time Ken Suarez comes out, you can you can uh, yeah, yeah, I can I can give yeah. him a run for his money. Yeah, well, so, he was the one he was the one who dropped the dime on you. Oh, so I was with him today. So okay. he was like, he was like, he's like, you know, Derek's one hell of a dancer. I'm like, yeah. ooh, yeah, okay. I, I, I taught can. him a couple of moves. He said, yeah, so, 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 so the gauntlet has been cast. Is yeah, that what I'm hearing. Yeah, Suarez, if you're listening, the gauntlet is down. I thought it was, I thought, <laughs> I thought it was going to be a dance off with you guys, and it no, was that's, just that's perfect for not, a podcast. That's probably not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, it, can, it can be on the podcast because no, it's not going to be a video cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get the music. Fire up the band. Let's go. Well, you know, I'm going I'm to tell my age a little bit because when I've come to Haines City in the past, it was to come to Greenleaf, and oh, that was in the late 80s, mid oh, yeah. to late 80s, right? Yeah. I was working for Tampa Electric at the time, and uh, we used to come over and have a big golf outing, and we were like, oh, let's go out, you know, but once you left Greenleaf, there was yeah, there no, was yeah. no out. That, that was it. You if know? you yeah. went out the gate, you were out, and you then were, you went back in. <laughs> you were <Yeah>. literally out. <laughs> yeah. You were literally out. Well, so. and, and the only thing I remember in this area in the 80s was the giant Ted Williams cutout on the hotel yeah. on I-4. Yeah. Yeah, that and tells you. this is you. where Boardwalk and Baseball was. Yeah, Boardwalk yeah. and Baseball is yeah. where Posner Center is located right now. And it's, it's funny. Everyone always thought that was like Haines City area. But we really just annexed that far. We are all the way to the Dodge Chrysler dealership uh, oh, on wow. 27th. Correct. Okay. In okay. the last couple of months, we have... Um, one of the things that um, the commissioners wanted, uh, definitely Vice Mayor West, he says, there, how do we expand our, our boundaries and take in more land so we can get more commercial development? And he says, I know you've done annexations in the past in another municipality. We made it happen, and, and people are shocked that the city of Haines City limits pretty much crosses Davenport and gets us all the way to uh, the Dodge Chrysler dealership on the west side. Wow. Wow. That, that's pretty expansive. That's, yeah, I had no idea. That's, yeah. yeah. It just happened. So yeah. we, you're used to uh, stopping people, are used to us stopping right near the hospital. No, we're, we're, we're keep going. You're yeah. still in Haines City. You're still in Haines City. And we're going to put a sign out there soon. The, the, the first day, I, I think they took me out here in Polk County and we drove like an hour south towards Frostproof or something <laughs> like that. And we're in the car about an hour, and I said, where are we? And they said, we're still in Polk County. Still in like, Polk County. you got to be kidding me. Because yeah. I can cross Pinellas County in 15 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. You know, it's just, I'm yeah. It's crazy. I mean, Polk County is so big, it's, it's you, you, you can keep driving for days. It's almost like when people say you're driving in Texas and you're still in Texas. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's, that's Polk County. County. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Longest two days of your life driving through the middle of Texas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, you know, I, I, years ago it was boardwalk and baseball towards the end after I think the Royals were in yep, there. Yep, Royals. Right. And they, they, I think they left and they're still owned by the county and they were still doing tournaments in there. Towards the end of my baseball career, um, I went, I played there and it was, really? it was AstroTurf. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. The whole field was AstroTurf. It was like playing on a skillet. <laughs> it was the oh. hottest place just like kansas city it was perfect, just like yeah. kansas it was the hottest wow. place that i have ever been in my life. you could see the heat vapors coming up from the ground. <laughs> so what they had t-ball there because you're not that old so what, yeah what, yeah what, no yeah. i'm that old <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i'm that old um yeah no i played there after college for a little bit i played with a couple of couple of years of semi-pro leagues around the state of yeah. florida and so um, so it was there, yeah. That was boardwalk and baseball, but you don't remember it being Circus World. Neither one of no. you. Ooh. Yeah, see, that's so. I've been here my whole life. Okay. It used to be Circus World. It was a theme park, and everything centered around a clown. 
you know, spring training type yeah. stuff. But yeah, yeah I, I, the big tent was the circus world. So the animals, the clowns, oh, yeah. roller coasters. Wow. wow. Yeah. See, there's so much history in, in towns like Haines City that people aren't aware of that it would be great for people to come here and just kind of experience some of this. Yeah, one of the things we've been trying, I, I haven't gotten the, over the hump to get the, the library staff and some of our other staff to go for I want us to do um, historical recordings of some of the um, seniors that have lived here when it was clay cut, when it was just clay on the ground, hmm. no roads paved, and talk about the experience that you had growing up here in Haines City and that those um, video blogs or, or, or DVDs or movies or um, thumb drives, whatever you want to say, are in the library and people can say, hey, let's go hear about this. How was this built or how was how did this come about? How did the, the, the communities come together to create what's great? And so those are things that um, I think communities should do um, to do those video recordings of some of those seniors to talk about the history of your of your community and what was here beforehand. I mean, sure. to think about you know the 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 baseball, boardwalk and baseball, the, the circus rule. I think that Posner Park people don't even realize yeah, that was there. There's yeah. there's a whole generation. I'd I'd mentioned something in the office about the Ted Williams cutout, and everyone looked at me like I was insane. It was there, yeah. and I was like, no, it was there. It was there on I four. They're like, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, those things are going to be lost, and that's why I mean podcasts are a great way yeah. to capture it but yeah. anything like this to capture that information in such a transitory state to begin with correct you know florida it's it's everyone's passing through um you know to capture that information so when we it's not lost that's the the, the key well there's so many people um that you can meet in the state of florida that will say to you well i came here when i was a kid you know i i came through here and you were saying about going to Daytona and different places like that. Well, I, I grew up in North Florida, and so we always came south. Good friends in Daytona Beach, and we would come south, and that was before, I think it was 75 now, that goes down to Naples and takes you around to the Keys. Mm -hmm. We drove to Key West. It was like three days to drive to Key <laughs> yeah. West. I yeah. mean, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't an easy drive, Yeah, you know? And so you're driving, and, and you know, at the time, this is in the 60s, so, you know, as an African-American family, it's not like you could stop at every Holiday Inn. You're so you had to find the places that you could go and stay in. Um, so you guys have a green book? I we, have. I actually have a green book in my office, and it was funny. Two weeks ago, our communications manager was pr pr preparing all of the um, – the, the the social media postings and she was doing research and she saw the green book. I said, hold on one second. And I went and pulled out the green book in my office and she could not believe it. So she is actually trying to find all the locations in Polk County where African Americans could stop so she can go visit. Oh, yeah. that'd be that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Because we have yeah. places in Lakeland and Mulberry area that and she's gonna go and see she's already been on online, but those type of things are, are unique and I actually have one sitting on my desk right now. Yeah. I think I know what our next podcast is gonna be. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll do the Green Book we'll Tour. We'll do the too. Green Book Drive. Yeah. yeah. So What a great idea. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, thanks for that. We'll use that. We'll cut that part out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that advertisement. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate that. Well, what's next for, for Haines City? What what do you envision the next phase for Haines? What's the next big thing? Um, the next big thing here in Haines City is that the, the growth will continue. People still want to go here, and we're trying to figure out how to manage growth. 
Um, but that large master plan development of a town center village concept is going to probably be, and it's going we it's going to be in a partnership with the Black Mountain Group that will encompass um, 1792 and US 27. Um, that is going to be, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the key thing that's coming to our area, continued growth of accommodations coming in through hotel chains that have been talking to us. We want to see more commercial development on US 27. But our, our three sports complexes are coming, um, our multipurpose fields, our softball complex, and our dog park are the next um, capital projects that we are doing for sports and park space for our residents here in Haines City and for the visitors that will come. But the two two things are residential units, multifamily, restaurants, the commercial master plan on US 27 and 1792, and continue to improve our core neighborhoods um, through affordable housing, adding to the inventory, and doing some rehab for some of those communities that have been underserved um, for the past 10 to 15 years. So you, you truly want Haines City, it seems like to me, the vision for Haines City is to have it be a great place for people to come visit and stop and, mm -hmm. and be a part of your community for a short time, correct. but also provide Haines City as a place for people to come and live. That is correct. I often say I want Haines City to be the community of choice, not your option. I want you to choose to come to this city because it offers you everything. You hear the, 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 the statement, I want you to be able to live, work, play, and raise a family. We've had, we want you to live, work, play, learn, and raise a family because we want Polk State College to open up eventually their um, a campus on this area. We want students that go to pre-K to all, be able to go all the way up and get a baccalaureate degree in our community. We want people who go off to school and get jobs and um, degrees in engineering, and nursing, in education and criminal justice, we want them to come back home and say, I'm going back to the community that helped raise me and make me who I am today. So we want this place to be a place, a, a not an option, but your choice. When you choose to move to Central Florida from wherever you come from, we want you to look on the map and go, oh my God, that says the heart of Florida, Haines City. Where is that? And when they come through those corridors that have welcome to the city of Haines City, they go, this is where I want to be. Well, you know, you should put that on a bumper sticker. The, the city of choice. That was the city good. of choice. That's like fantastic. That. that is good. Well, hey. Well, that's two. <laughs> Derek CFHR. Derek CFHR officially trademarks that. Uh, <laughs> I will be filling out the paperwork. <laughs> so that's fantastic. Anything else, Jack? No, I, I'm thoroughly impressed I, I mean well I've, I've met you for years and we've talked back and forth and this is definitely the longest conversation we've had and I thank you very much well I'm glad you you had me when you see me at the um, spelling bee that was the first time you've never seen me in a suit and tie and a bow tie I, you, were, you you didn't know who I was I was floored I was trying to read your name badge I'm like <laughs> I'm like who's this guy who's standing here and all the bucks gear it yeah. looks like Arians but yeah. I'm not quite so yeah so I, hey, I appreciate you guys coming on over over to, to talk about um, the the best um, community in Polk County. Um, it is the the destination that people want to come live, work, play, learn, and raise a family. It's going to be the community of choice and not an option for people coming to Central Florida. I promise you that because of what we're doing. And the employees make this happen. The elected officials make this happen. And the residents of, of Haines City, they are, they are the best. Well, we certainly want to thank you for being on the Polk Experience. We've been here today with the city manager from Haines City, Derek Fiatcher. And again, 
please find us. Uh, the podcast is going to be on Podbean, iTunes, basically anywhere that you find. Look, you get a podcast, you can find us. And we want to thank you all for joining us today on the Poke Experience. Thank you again, Derek. We really appreciate your hospitality here in Haines City, and we look forward to hearing more from the city of Haines City. Thank you. Thank you.